Hello, hello, hello. From uh, Bluffers Park on a beautiful, beautiful fall Friday afternoon. It's uh, just after 5. It would be November the 5th. Um, This would be the start of Dixon Jane's podcast. This would be... 870. I think I said the last one, which was 869. Uh, I thought it might have been 870, but no, that's what this one is. Uh, you know, what I should do is, uh, of course, I never put out or put together uh, the uh, one from um, the racetrack. I, th- I should just take some of those sounds, you know, recording a lap or two, and just stick them randomly into podcasts. So I can just sort of say, well, I used the clips anyway. But it was just too much to edit. I just had so many pieces. So that one just, I I counted as a podcast that's (laughs) been recorded, but just never released. So there you go. If, uh, for those of you who need to know the numbering system, uh, which reminds me, the Dixon Jane's um, zine, I put a lot in it today. It's going to be a 16-page issue. Um, Thanks uh, largely to uh, Chris, uh, also known as The Boy, uh, in Melbourne, he submitted a lot, uh, which is very uncharacteristic. But, I mean, it was written, it was a personal letter that he said I could use in the zine. And then another piece about Dylan, which is nice because it'll go with Dale's piece on his jukebox selections. There's sort of, you know, there's a music theme often through the Dixon Jane zine. Anyway, it's, it's um, you know, it's down to the wire now. I have the feeling by the time this is released... It may be finished or very close to it. And it's kind of fun. I like doing the layout. I'm, I'm very tweakish, I guess. You know, it's got to be exactly right. The margins, the bordering, the spacing, uh, the line under each, the end of each story. Just little things that you uh, you become quite fanatical about. It's got to be just right. And it's really annoying if it, it isn't line up or something. No, no, you can't have that. Uh, and that's fun, and I've been doing that ever since Aldous PageMaker 4.2. That might have been the first version of Aldous PageMaker I had. It hasn't changed all that much, desktop publishing. It's so... It's the very same. You know, you get pages and columns, and uh, you want things to look nice, and you're dropping in graphics, and there's lots of things you can do. Um, because I've put out quite a few of these, uh, well, in the past, I brought it back in 2016, by the way, I didn't know what I was going to be talking about when I turned on the recorder, and uh, seems it's going to be the Dixon Jane Zine because that's what's I've uh, been doing lately. Uh, when I started it five years ago, brought it back to life. Um, <laughs> I got consistent about the fonts. There was a, a body font which is always a humanist italic, and then a, a humanist bold italic for the heading and it's and so neat because you save these styles and when you drop a text in you can get text from anywhere um in any format but you just drop a text box in and apply the style to it and then immediately it all goes you know six point spacing between paragraphs and so on anyway it's fun it's fun i haven't written my piece yet in fact i thought i was going to do that today and then 
I was lying down with Yuki. Oh, my God. It, it's just... It's, you know, I, I don't want to go on too much about it because it'll almost sound creepy. But it's just so lovely to have a, a cat that you like to have a nap with. And I, I lay out a T-shirt on my bed. And that she knows that's her place. And she'll sniff it and say, okay, yeah, yeah, this will do. And then I'll lie there and she'll sort of get in a position to say, okay, now you can put your hand, my hand, your hand on my tummy. And, uh, and then she wraps her paws around my hand. I know, I know, I know. Uh, if you're not a pet person, you won't get this. But uh, any pet lovers, and especially if you get cats, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's just so lovely. Uh, anyway, I forced myself. I said, no, look, you know, I could have stayed there all afternoon. I said, no, no, hey, you cannot do that. It's a nice day. Get the hell out. So fortunately, forced myself up. And then here's another little pro tip for living life. Sometimes your instincts will just kick in and say, hey, you don't have to go to the regular spot. Why don't you go to this spot, which you haven't been to in ages? Um, the sun is shining over there. Just turn in. The first place as you're coming down the hill, turn to the right. Uh, this is where you used to take the students when you had your uh, your first day there in um, Toronto. You'd take them for a, um, a picnic, a Popeye's picnic down on the beach area. Now, they've been uh, doing a lot of repairing of the whole seawall around here. It's really fixed up nicely. So I explored that area for the first time today, took a couple of wonderful pictures, and absolutely had a dandy time. And um, so all is good. It was just so good. I took my walking poles with me, stopped when I needed to, and uh, finally thought, okay, End of the day, I'll just uh, get started on this um, on this next podcast and share with you some of the joy I felt today. It, it's you just cannot lose coming to Bluffers Park all year round, fall, winter, summer, spring. It's just absolutely gorgeous, and uh, so we'll just keep on doing that. And again, so close to the house, you just bam, down Bellamy Road North, along Eglinton, down McCowan, head along uh, Kingston Road and uh, make the turn at Brimley South. And there you are. Wow, I did that right. I didn't didn't lose any words this time. By the way, the words for the last one, uh, critical race theory was a word I couldn't think of. Um... I even made notes of what the other words were that I was supposed to remember for the podcast. Um, Chatham was the first stop after Windsor as you're heading back towards Toronto. That's where the gentleman got off that I had a conversation with. And the bag that I put my wife's gift in, that beautiful book I bought her, was a value village bag. So there you are. If any of you got all three of those correct Wow, I, I'd I'd love to give you a prize like we used to in the early days of podcasting. You're always trying to get listeners and promising prizes and T-shirts or whatever. Um, those were the words that uh, that I was reaching for and couldn't find in time. But what do you know? I made a note, and uh, here they are in the following episode. Critical Race Theory, Chatham, and Value Village. If you got those three right, contact me. <laughs> <laughs> as if you'd remember, and uh, I'll give you a prize. I'll give you something.
Yeah. I mean, oh, you know, I, I'll give you, uh, because maybe you're a listener and you don't know, I'll give you uh, an issue, the latest issue of the Dixon Jane zine, which at the very beginning I wanted to say, talking about numbers, this will be volume 23, number one, because we always start the new year in the fall, because that's when we did the very first Dixon Jane zine, which was called Us uh, back in uh, the fall of 1985. So there you go. Scarborough Dude signing out before I try to remember something in Kent. Right now, i am got a perfect score. Signing off from Bluffers Park. Time to go home. Ding-a-ling, ding-a-ling. Yes, Scarborough Dude back at you. I have no idea what I recorded before this, not a clue. Uh, So hopefully whatever I talk about now will be new material. I'm sitting in Bluffers Park uh, at what used to be my favorite bench. Uh, There's a lot of overgrowth now, so the view of this inlet is um, overgrown, excuse me. Uh, so the, recently I've been spending much more time on the uh, boat launch side, but there's a couple of boats docked and uh, a lot more action from the swans and the ducks and things. But um, this is nice too. Leaves have fallen, so the ground is just covered. Uh, today was my last physiotherapy session. Um, it was the day they sort of do a series of tests to compare from when you first came in, and uh, I'm consistent basically on all the times, um, which is good. Like, it's not a deterioration, which, you know, when I came in, I was wondering, hey, am I going downhill? Is this going to spread? Uh, and it's not at all. In fact, there's improvements uh, on the scale of uh, tests for my balance. Um, they're looking for an improvement of six points, and I improved by eight points, something like that. So uh, all of that is good. I can go back with a referral in six months if I felt I need to, but uh, I don't think I would. But all in all, a great session. Uh, the woman, the physiotherapist who treated me, was just excellent. Uh, Scottish woman. I say that because her accent is just so strong. Uh, but she she loves the job, clearly. Uh, and did a fabulous, uh, a fabulous job. I had her towards the end. I had a student before that, I think I mentioned, who was still learning the ropes. But uh, I was glad to uh, have time with her at the end. To, to she just knew, okay, this is going to be a tough one for you, but let's try this, and would give a, a an exercise that involved uh, degrees of balance. You know. Anyway, uh, that was done, and then uh, in the middle of that, a phone call from my cousin who's coming to visit from Russell tomorrow. This would be Cousin Dave, and that's always a treat. It always involves beer and wine, um, and probably, I think I'll drag him to the only cafe, um, which is good. Uh, should be fun. And uh, this is while Naoko... Uh, my dear wife is in Vancouver visiting my son. I think I mentioned that. Anyway, that's all part of what's going on. Uh, I've done some meal planning for uh, myself and Daniel. Last night it was uh, I did the burgers. He does the uh, the burger trimmings. Or you know, this gets the onion, tomato, lettuce ready, 
and does the uh, the frozen fries in the oven. That's our that's our the way we do it when we do it for Naoko when she's home when it's our turn to cook. Uh, tonight I've got um, a plan. I'm going to air fry some chicken parts that have already been spiced and uh, a nice pasta with cheese and spinach in it. So anyway, not that that matters, but that's just part of what's going on in daily life here. Feel I'm feeling up. I'm feeling positive. Uh, but it is November 10th, and this is the fifth anniversary of losing Bob. And uh, I know I talked probably on the last podcast about uh, uh, the sadness I feel about not probably not ever going to see Glenn and uh, Harold again. Uh, Glenn is on heavy sedation right now in a hospice and is going in for a scan. And uh, yeah, it's bone cancer and uh, it's merciless. Uh, and the pain is, you know, it's in his hip has just increased. So they're just doing what they can to make him comfortable. Um, but Bob had that sudden heart attack after uh, leaving a hockey game, not feeling quite well, going into his car and dying. And uh, five years ago, I remember the the shock of these messages coming in the middle of the night. Can this be true? What's happening? What's going on? And uh, just a huge loss to the whole podcasting community. And Bob, you know, it was Bob and Mark who put PAB together. Uh, Bob was just all heart and made everybody who knew him feel like, wow, this guy, this guy's, he's listening. He likes me. He's engaged. Uh, Bob had just, he had a gift that so few people have. Uh, And it it was beyond all that because, I mean, Bob was, you know, Bob was opinionated. Bob uh, still had some good French Canadian blood in him and, um, you know, could get annoyed, could, uh, could have you know no patience for some things that just annoyed him, particularly I guess maybe uh, well the kind of people trying to monetize podcasting for example. But uh, he was the spirit, and and uh, it's wonderful that we have an award named after him, uh, the Goyetch Award for the uh, for community you know giving to the community in podcasting because that's what that's what Bob did and and. Uh, Cemented and brought together, and uh, somebody just posted a picture. I guess Bruce Murray posted a picture of Bob holding the the squeeze box, the accordion I talked about on the, well, which you would have heard on the podcast from uh, from Windsor um, that was making the rounds. And uh, there's a picture of Bob on that night in 2006 when we were all on the wharf. We had closed down the bar, I guess, and weren't ready to pack it in. And a bunch of us just headed out onto the wharf in Kingston and just carried on. And uh, I guess there's a little bit of smoke going around and a lot of uh, uh, jovialness and uh, probably a lot of noise, too, um, and rude jokes and, and everything else. Anyway, it was it was a real, it was a bonding time. I remember shortly after that, uh, Mark sort of... Saying, asking me, hey, stick around, you know, you're the crazy uncle or something like that. But made me feel, yes, I'm wanted in this group too. I'm part of this. And uh, it's been a wonderful thing, that whole PAB experience is a a gift from Mark and Bob. I mean, it needed the two of them to do it. And so uh, 
Full credit goes to Mark Blevis as well. But that was a, a wonderful, it was a special time, early days of podcasting. And um, just the thrill and excitement and the novelty of it all. And the fact that we were able to hold things where people, podcasters across borders, people from the States came up, people traveled from across Canada to uh, to be at this event. So uh, anyway, uh, I think everybody is feeling it today and remembering Bob. Um, tomorrow being Remembrance Day too for another kind of remembering. But um, yeah. It's a loss, and I guess we just have to celebrate the 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 good part of having had Bob around and leaving this legacy, and uh, just the the pleasure and honor of uh, of being friends with him. And in my case, uh, the extra special pleasure of him, you know, giving me the name Scarborough Dude. Put it your own damn show, Scarborough Dude. You know, after I had uh, mockingly in a, in a what I thought was a funny way. <laughs> insulted their their show, the Bob and AJ show, which was a real a real hook for me. Um, so, anyway, I I won't go on and on about this, but uh, it is a time to uh, ah, reflect, remember, maybe celebrate. You know. Anyway, I'm um, I'm this. You know, I have the feeling tomorrow's Thursday. This uh, this podcast is uh, is going to be late, and that's not a bad thing because it's supposed to be organic. And uh, uh, I certainly don't function on a schedule. It just happened that I was always finished before Thursday. But uh, given that it's Wednesday today, and uh, I don't have much more to say, and I got things to do. There's a um, a course, as a, a program, online program called Coursera, and they offer online courses, free, most of them I think, or maybe all of them, I don't know, that are fabulous. And this is one on uh, Indigenous people, uh, the Canada Focus. And I signed up for it back in October and, and never went ahead, didn't do anything. And then I just got a notice from the church today that uh, our book club is doing something different. Instead of a book, it'll be this, we'll be going along with this program and talking about it. And uh, so I started watching the videos today. They are excellent. Very, very well done. Uh, and I guess I'm going to confess that I am in a, a state of ignorance when it comes to Native issues. I'm ill-informed. I have biases. Uh, all, of my, <coughs> sorry, all of my history is not just Eurocentric, but very much uh, British-oriented. Um, that is part of my heritage and certainly what I was taught in... Uh, going through school under the Protestant School Board of Greater Montreal. Uh, the Indians were definitely um, in these texts often portrayed as the bad guys. And, uh, and now I, I struggle with the word settler, but I'm hearing it already on these videos, and I think that'll be... Uh, I think it's going to open my mind if I continue on with it. So I've got to get back and watch a couple more of these um, videos to finish off. And there's some readings, there's some quizzes. It's it's very, very well done uh, and timely. And I know it's something I should do for, number one, for just for learning. 
uh, for maybe for work uncovering or working on a few of my own biases and assumptions and um, for um, challenging my brain to take on more information and learn new things and uh, think about things and maybe time to regroup with some of the people in the church. Uh, this isn't it's through the church, but it is not about the church that I have left. Uh, um, I was going to say, St. Paul's Anglican, that was my church in Lachine that I left. This is West Hill United. Um, but I know certainly the person leading it, uh, Deborah, is just an absolutely wonderful person, and I know she'll do a good job. So I'll, uh, I'll give it a try. So that starts at 2, so I've got to get back finish off uh, at least one more video, some readings, and get myself ready to uh, join the uh, the Zoom program for uh, this new course on uh, Indigenous uh, history. Scarborough Dude, signing out. I'll keep you informed of that. Maybe a little more on that uh, tomorrow after I've uh, gone through the first session. Signing off on an absolutely gorgeous fall day here in uh, Bluffers Park, sitting by the water on uh, what was my favorite bench. I guess it's not so favorite anymore because I usually pack a chair in my car and plonk my chair down in a slightly different vantage point. Signing off. Bye for now. A-ding, a-ding, a-ding. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Thursday, day I usually release this podcast, but uh, you're going to get some, uh, uh, you're going to get a break. Because uh, I'm not done. I've got to record something right now. I'm outside the LCBO at uh, Kingston Road and uh, Macowan. It's my favorite. They've got a good wine section. I got my great big bottle of uh, my uh, Total Bravo, whatever it is, the Spanish wine I like for, uh, gosh, eighteen fifty a bottle? Yeah, I think so. And uh, then a good a whole beer room in the back where it's cold and you just pick it off a shelf. Uh, Cousin Dave is visiting. As I mentioned, there has to be beer in the house. Although Dave usually brings beer and wine with him. Uh, but uh, tonight I got a little extra. Uh, but then a guy goes past me. I'm in the in that room. and goes, excuse me, sir. Excuse me. And he's got a cart and he's filling it up and he's just pulling beer off the shelf. Now I'm stopping at every beer and I'm looking at the price. I'm looking for the ones that are like 25 cents off or something. And I'm I'm being careful about what I'm buying. I bought mostly European. I mean, British beer is a dollar, a dollar fifty cheaper than, uh, well, yeah, more than a dollar cheaper than Canadian beer. So I'm buying stuff because after a certain point, it doesn't matter what you're drinking. You just want to drink. You want some beer. Um and he doesn't seem to care. He's going for the uh, the Heineken. I think, oh, gee, that's, you know, I wouldn't, that's a little more expensive. Was it Heineken or one of them anyway? And he just didn't care. Excuse me. And he wheels. He's really going fast. And the guy's, I'm going to use the, the old-fashioned word, which is probably not politically correct, but I don't fucking care, a rubby. A rubby. A guy who, you know, drinks red wine on the street corner. A rubby. And he just goes barreling past, and he's got a, a, a cart full. Like he's 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 got he's got his weekend shopping. I pull up to the cash. This guy races past me, past three, four LCB employees, and just goes out the door. 
yells something behind, it's okay, don't worry, and just wheels it out and wheels his cart out. Like he's not paying. And I have seen this exact same thing happen another time I was here, probably three times. And I said, the cashier, like, you're not going to do anything? Oh, we, we can't. It's, it's uh, you know, we're not allowed to. It's for our safety. But the cashiers didn't seem to care. They're looking out the window. They're watching. Oh, where's he going? Oh, I didn't seem to be getting a car. No, it looks like he's just wheeling the cart down the road. But nobody goes out the store. Nobody goes near him. Nobody's... Now, I know this guy's not armed. This guy's just a happy-go-lucky. Hey, it's free liquor day. He's not going to stand there and pull out a gun and shoot anybody. He's not that kind of guy. But they can't make any exceptions. So I'm not... You know, I said to Keshe, doesn't that bother you? No, well, it's, uh, you know, we, we're not allowed to. I said, well, I'm, yeah, I understand, you know, we, we don't want to get hurt. I, I, yeah, I get that, but, you know, so I seem to be the only one upset. Like, it just isn't right. We're taxpayers, you're paying all of this. You know, even if they, usually they have security here. And even if they had security, they're probably under the same rules. No, don't do anything. It un- would be unarmed security. You know, I don't want anybody shooting him. I don't want him wrestled to the ground or tasered necessarily. Just, hey, fucker. You know, some kind of a gate, a button at the gate. No, that door's not going to be open. You can't get out unless I, you know, push this button. And I'm not pushing the fucking button, buddy. You leave that fucking cart full of booze here. You didn't pay for any of that. It, I know, maybe it seems, no, it's not petty. It's just, a, you know, to, to some degree, believe it or not, folks, I am law and order. That, you just can't do that. I mean, you know, you can, you can see a guy trying to smuggle one bottle under, you know, bottle of rum under his coat and maybe get caught. But this guy's, no, hey, I know the rules here. I know that I can fill this cart with booze and I know nobody here is going to stop me because they can't. And I'm just going to play that game again and again, as often as I want. Now, clearly, the guy needs some help. He's, you know, he's not a... This isn't your average citizen, which would bother me more, just saying, hey, I'm not paying. He doesn't have to pay. I'm not paying. No, 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 no. This guy is clearly, you know, probably homeless, but he's going to have a pretty good party tonight. There was a woman with him, and she just followed, raced out behind him, and she just called back to the cashiers. I didn't do anything, and that really annoyed the cashier. That did. I didn't do anything. Hey, it's almost like hey, hey. can't you don't got anything on me. I'm just with this guy. God damn it, eh? Anyway, now here comes a guy wearing straight pants that looked like he's an off-duty RCMP, but hey, they could be anything. Anyway, ah, I just had to get unload that. It 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 does bother me. Jesus, guy, come on. You know, a couple of beer, all right. You don't get a whole fucking free cart full. All right. <laughs> Scarborough Dude signing up from what is the wonderful city of Scarborough, Ontario. Bye for now. Yeah, that was the bell. A little bit of engine noise in the background. I've just fired up the road trek. Put some beer in the fridge. Uh, when Cousin Dave visits, uh, there's always plenty of beer. I go out and buy some, trying to be a good host, and he always shows up trying to be a good guest. So, uh, 
There was an unopened box of uh, a 12-pack of Waterloo Dark. So I uh, put some in our kitchen fridge, some in the road track fridge. I still have an extra two that, uh, yeah, I guess they'll go back in the, the house fridge. Anyway, oh, it is Saturday. I am a little late with this podcast, uh, you know, given that all the others were put out on Thursday. And I thought I'd give you a break, maybe for uh, an extra week, but I don't think so. Uh, today, earlier today, I was so fired up. I had so much I wanted to share. It is um, Saturday, November 13th, about uh, 4.45 in the afternoon. Uh, and I'm just up from a nap. God damn. I could have stayed there all day. And then, of course, I would have been awake all night. So I forced myself to get up. Um, I had so much energy earlier today. Uh, Cousin Dave came and stayed for two days. Let's see. It's uh, Yeah. He came up Thursday afternoon, stayed Thursday night, Friday night. And uh, left uh, before noon today, the Saturday. And I thought, okay, wow, I got stuff to do. I've made a list. My wife comes back from Vancouver on Monday. So I have a list of things that I must do before she gets back. I do not want to disappoint her. And now that she's told me to do, these are things that, hey, if you know what's good for you, you'll try at least to make her glad to come home. Uh, anyway, one of them was getting rid of Tora's house. Tora's our stray outdoor cat, uh, who never came back and sadly is gone for good. Whether it's just, just got old, sick, carried off by coyotes, I don't know. Um, but she now could made up quite an elaborate house for him with a table and shower curtain, wind break, you know, and the house and the straw and the mats and everything. So all that's got to go. Uh, there is a table that was used, and I kind of want to bring that table in and put it in the basement where my bar area. I know Naoko will kind of not want me to do that, so I'm not sure how that's going to play out. Uh, but I've decided, no, today I just I just don't feel like it. I've still got, today's Saturday, I've still got Sunday, Monday during the day. She gets back in the evening, so... There is time to do what has to be done. And uh, it's not going to be today. So anyway, yeah, so Dave left, Cousin Dave, to my friends. And uh, I have to get blood tests done. There's been some question as whether I forgot to take my metaphorin, which is sort of a pre-diabetes medication, or, you know... What happened? I don't know. Anyway, I'm not taking them. And uh, the doctor said, well, let's do your check your blood level. So my regular place nearby was closed. There's another one on Lawrence. And, and how wonderful just to go, spot in the parking lot. I go in. There's hardly anybody there. They take your name. You're, suddenly your name is up on a TV screen monitor. You know, approximately 13-minute wait. Well, within one minute, I was called. Kenbull, room two. And uh, they took my blood, so I don't know. Maybe that's my excuse for feeling so uh, so weak and tired. Only a few little vials. 
But it was done. It was something, oh, okay, that was on the list. Good, that's done. And uh, my doctor or the intern will call back and uh, follow up to see if my medications need to be changed in any way. So this is good. But it was just efficiently done. And then I had to drive that. So that was Lawrence Avenue, one in the far east in Scarborough. And then towards the west side of Scarborough uh, is the Staples, where I had to pick up my copy right here, printed copy of the Dixon Jane Zine. You know, folks, if you're getting this thing, I send out two versions usually. One, it's just straight read it on your screen, which is what most people would opt for. And the other one is just what you would give to a commercial printer. Uh, like Staples or Business Depot or wherever you got, so that it comes in a booklet, Staples in the middle, back-to-back, and it comes out as a 20-page booklet and looks very, very nice. Uh, I'm very proud of the uh, the layout job and the, uh, uh, you know, the content that I've got friends to, uh, to write in for. Here's a page with Jason Reese and... Uh, and, of course, I put in my quotes from the books I'm reading. Uh, Maureen, a, a podcaster friend out in Victoria. Flipping the page, that's in the middle. Uh, anyway, if you're on this list, Stephanie from Avon Hill. Avon Lake, sorry. Rob Balser from Chiang Rai, Thailand. Judith Spencer, North Vancouver. Peter Cox, London. Uh, anyway, 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 anyway. Um, if you're hearing this... And uh, you're somebody I know, and you can prove you are not a jerk, or I can gather from whatever you let me know, or I find out about you that you're not a jerk, you too could be on the mailing list for the Dixon Jane Zine, the cooperative effort, with a bit of nagging by me. But anyway, I, I just feel this great sense of satisfaction. Volume 23, number one, fall 2021, is out. It is in my hands now. Lead story, Tangled Up in Bob, My Personal Relationship with Dylan by Chris Wynas, a.k.a. The Boy, from Melbourne, Australia. And the wonder, the wonder, the joy, that uh, I have also included Dale Guba. Guba, not a last name. Uh, Dale, uh, who I met in um, Dylan's hometown for uh, a Kerouac gathering. Not Dylan's hometown. <laughs> Kerouac's hometown for a gathering. And uh, Dale wrote and posted a wonderful thing on his blog about uh, his jukebox. I said, Dale, can I include that? And uh, then he got the zine and said, hey, you know that concert your friend in Australia was writing about? I was at that concert and uh, and just made one of these wonderful connections. What my cousin and I... This morning, when we were talking about our various friendships and overlapping friendships, we refer to as the tapestry, the threads that get woven together as, as friendships overlap and intertwine. And I've talked about this many, many times on the podcast. Um, if you know me, you know that I uh, place great value on friendship and uh, take great satisfaction and joy in, uh, in having uh, a lot of friends, good friends, and I don't mean how many do you get on Facebook. I mean people that you uh, you're you're involved with. Your lives are really interconnected. So anyway, 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 put that aside. 
Oh, I've got the heater on, wait, because it's uh, it's you know getting near winter. The the good camping weather is long gone. Uh, although up until last week it would have been nice, but I don't think I'll be doing that. I will have one more road trip when I go and visit uh, the Morris family. That would be uh, Brandy and Brent for a little bit of a party, and I will take Sal and sleep in Sal overnight, parked in their driveway, in their new home. Somewhere near St. Catharines, an area I have not been to. So that will be an adventure. That's why I stocked up the beer fridge. And, uh, yeah, John Meadows, another friend. Some of you knew from podcasting. He did a wonderful one called, uh, uh, was I don't know, Looking Forward Through the Rearview Mirror or something like that. Uh, on the log, it was called. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it was a very good podcast. He's given that up and spends much more time writing these days. He is turning 60. And there's a little party for him on the, uh, well, this coming week at uh, the only cafe. Just a gathering of some friends. So I will be at that one too. And uh, yeah, social life, interaction, friends. This visit from Dave was just a truly remarkable, fun. Um, Dave, certainly, and I've said this many times, much, much brighter, brain power-wise, than uh, I and I uh, would ever imagine myself to be. He just is well-educated and bright, and so the conversation is always very interesting, in particular about um, evolution. We're just going to shut this baby down. Um, and, you know, history and, uh, you, you know, you can, one of these people, you can sort of pick on any point in history and uh, Dave will know a lot. He was very, very well read. But um, the kind of conversations you need every once in a while about just reality, you know, on, on these different levels and uh, through space, through time, through biology, through physics, through whatever area um, he can talk often I, I'm sort of grasping trying to catch on to where is he going now what, what, what hang on I'm not quite sure of that but then I do my share of interrupting I guess here here's where we uh, where we got to we went to the only cafe we had a wonderful day I showed him Bluffers Park and he had no idea really how big it was and how wonderful. So he enjoyed the tour of Block Bluffers Park, and uh, of course I did a fair amount of walking, which was nice, by the water. And then from there we dropped in on a friend of Dave's from his Burlamac, Valdor days, where this is where I grew up. And Dave has done a remarkable job, almost like a social worker, of keeping tabs on all his friends. When I say keeping tabs, I mean visiting and interacting and sending Christmas cards and just... Uh, keeping in touch. So I was one of the people on this visit. I'm glad to have him stay with us for a couple of nights. Uh, but um, he went on to visit a friend uh, on our way to the only cafe, who I am now connected with, Christine. Hello, on uh, Facebook. Uh, somebody I had met previously. Uh, then another friend for lunch today, another friend up in Newmarket on the way back, another friend in Peterborough on the way back to uh, all the way out to Russell, Ontario, whenever he gets there. So uh, Dave was just making his, his rounds. And uh, 
anyway, we ended up in the uh, the only cafe, and he talked about the sort of the natural state for mankind will be just simply to die. That we will we will never escape the physical realities of our lives. There will always be cruelty. Uh, and it was almost like we will just, you know, eventually evolve to the point where we stop having children and just the, the species dies off. There's no point, you know, in living because of all the, the cruelty and the pain. And and I didn't want to end on that note. It sounded a bit depressing. Um, but, but he had, I guess, maybe greater reasons or certainly explained it in a better way, but I, I disagreed. And I thought, no, no, the point is we need to, we want to escape the physical limitations. We want our minds to somehow become independent of our body. We want consciousness. We want to raise or latch on to, you know, like a consciousness that exists independently of the physical realm. And, of course, he was sort of saying there is no, nothing is independent of, you know, the the chemicals and the particles, the atoms and neutrons and, and, and the micro particles, subatomic level things that physically exist and make up our world. And I'm pleading for no, no, there has to be another level, whether it's not soul, but consciousness, awareness, something, something, and can't quite grasp that, that humans are just opening our eyes to. We're just beginning to sense, to see, to know there might be some kind of (sighs) awareness, consciousness, uh, interconnectedness, uh, something that we can peek into and eventually maybe latch onto and somehow exist as mind independent of the physical limitations of life on earth. Uh, and of course that's a stretch for a lot of people, but, uh, anyway, I, if you have anything to say about that, please let me know. Uh, try and do a better job explaining than I've just attempted to do. Uh, anyway, so where do we go from there uh, today? Yeah, the list of things I have to do before Naoko gets back. Yeah, um, it, quite a number of them. I won't rhyme them all off, but uh, you know, that's part of life. But anyway, I, I had I had this burst of energy, and then stopped at a grocery store. I thought, okay, I need I need I needed bread, and I just happened to Staples is right near. Uh, a very large Asian food store, like a huge supermarket with takeout food. And, oh, I can get bread in here. Well, I found croissants, and then I found some uh, some steamed buns that had been heated or fried on the bottom anyway. Ooh, those are tasty pork buns, you know. And, uh, ooh, then some uh, just little mix of uh, sushi, just a little tuna avocado. Oh, yeah, all right, try those. Uh, and um, a few other things. Are there. Great, I'll go for a picnic. That's what I'll do. I'm, I'll, head, I'll head straight from here to Bluffers Park, and I'll have a little picnic. And I looked at the weather, and I thought, oh, yeah, but it's, you know, i got to have soy sauce for the sushi. And, I, you know, it was there, but it's going to be messy eating in Nalco's car. Why don't you just go home instead and eat it in the road track? And then I got home, but why would I carry all this stuff out to the road track? Just eat in the house, and I ate in the house, and after that I was tired. <sighs> And all that energy I had just disappeared, just evaporated. It was just gone and had my cat nearby sleeping cozily. And then, oh, that looks so good. Maybe I'll just lie down. 
And now, here I am, uh, trying to perk myself up. I, would, I had planned I was going to get high today. I thought, okay, my son's out, my wife's away until Monday night. You never get high anymore. You never can certainly never do it at home. Why don't you get high? It'll be fun. It's always fun looking at a, a new Dixon Jane's when you're high. Maybe I'll look at it and I'll see it in a new way and I'll be proud of myself and uh, think, yeah, good for you, Kim. Look what you did. Good for you. Your friends will like that. Um, but <laughs> I, I'm just too tired to get high. I don't feel like it. So one more thing. On this visit from Dave, uh, the night he came, I prepared, I made nice chicken and pasta, and uh, so it's great. Dave bought a nice bottle of French wine. I drank, uh, we drank uh, a lot of my Spanish wine in a great big liter and a half bottle, and then uh, um, into Dave's bottle of uh, French wine. And meanwhile, my son, Daniel, is with us. And we start telling stories of the old days. I want Daniel to know who my cousin Dave is, because our children have really been isolated from family. They've, we have no family in Toronto. Uh, I got married much later. They have some cousins who are old and married who they never see. There's no Japanese family they have any contact with. And it's very sad. My children really, a lot of people out there have extended family and cousins and People, they interact with aunts and uncles and grandparents. So I, my children have none of that. And I, I feel for them. I feel that's, that's a real loss in life. So anyway, um, just having Dave there was fun. We talked about Dave and Dave's parents so my son could know this other branch of the family. Dave and I are related. His mother and was the older sister to my father. And his mother was truly a wonderful woman. I remember dearly, dearly. Uh, my Aunt Thelma. Uh, and, of course, we shared a common grandmother, uh, Ida, <laughs> Grandma. And um, so we were able to share some of these stories over the wine, and as the wine flowed, we started getting into the Vancouver in the 1970s and what that meant and all those stories. Uh, and, of course, of our um, friends who are, again, in particular, um, being brutally attacked by bone cancer. Uh, but just, you know, sharing a lot of, and Daniel enjoying hearing these stories of uh, the old days, what it was like, and, and Dave and I could just rhyme off because Dave joined us out in Vancouver uh, during the early 70s and the various apartments we lived in, the gatherings, the parties, the friends, the, the crazy goings-on. Uh, so that was very satisfying. So that was the, uh, that was the dinner for, um, uh, the, uh, Thursday night. And then Friday, after we came back from the lonely, Dave said, now look, we're going to buy, I'm going to pay for it. We're going to get a whole lot, a whole whack of takeout food, you know, Chinese food, some whole whack. I said, no, no, I don't want to do that. No, no, no. I want to, I'm going to treat you. And, um, it turned out my son wasn't home. He's gone away for the weekend as he often does. And I thought, what can we do? Is there a bar nearby? And there's a little place on Bellamy Road North called Coyote Jack's, Coyote Jack's. And it's a restaurant. And it's in a little strip mall, very small strip mall. And I remember they opened two and a half years ago, just pre-COVID. And I thought, oh, I wish them well. But I never went. 
And their big banner opening sale, trying to get people in the neighborhood to come in. And um, it never went. And so last night, I said to Dave, I've got an idea. It's just around the corner. I don't even have to drive on Bellamy. I can circle around down Farmbrook along Nelson into that parking lot, you know, with alcohol under my belt. And uh, we can go to Coyote Jack's and give it a try. In we went into a little booth, and it was so nice. And here, the whole point of this story, if you want me to fast forward, was it made me so proud of living in Scarborough. So proud to be a a Scarberian, as other people have nastier terms for us. Sarsborough at one point. uh, What's the other insulting term? But anyway... It was so neat. We were in a booth in a restaurant. The food was excellent. They had a real full menu. They had specials of the day, about six specials, soup of the day included. Uh, I had fish and chips. They even had the old-fashioned, like a, a hamburger sandwich, open face with wonderful vegetables. The cook came out to see how it was. The manager came over. Are you the gentleman who called? Oh, welcome. The waitress was sweet and uh, and various ethnic backgrounds throughout. I mean, it was multicultural Scarberia. That's it, Scarberia. And I felt so pleased to share this with Dave, who lives out in, you know, the suburbs outside uh, Ottawa, Russell, Ontario, which is a largely, well, I guess Russell is changing, but certainly would have been an all-white community with the next town, mainly French, Embrun, Ontario, and uh, this was truly, no, no, this is Toronto. This is uh, this is the new multicultural Canada. So uh, it, was, it was delightful. It was great to, uh, to see the different people. And next, another table comes over and the guy's drinking Coors Light. And it turned out to be uh, the guy who I just brought into service or brought my cars in to have him uh, replace the tires. The fellow I've dealt with for years, Errol from uh, Active Green Ross. How you doing, Ken? You know, and to be greeted by your name because you've this is part of the neighborhood community. It was it was just a nice touch. Uh, I've I've done a, a flat job, but really, hey, folks. Well, nobody except for Doug, and I don't even know if Doug listens. Uh, lives in Scarborough or would ever go to Coyote Jack's, but uh, I will go again. They have an all-day breakfast menu, which looks fabulous. The number of choices. I can't wait to go there just for breakfast. I will take my son one day. Um, anyway, uh, that, that was, that was a real highlight of Dave's visit. And of course, sitting across each other in an old-fashioned booth, we ordered a little flagon of wine, red wine, uh, just really a nice time. Gosh, what a boring podcast to, you know, anybody looking for a, a murder mystery or something. Of course, you didn't come here for a murder mystery. You came here for the Scarborough dude talking about his life as I'm doing almost as a daily journal or, you know, diary over the years, 15 years of this, folks. And um, this is what life has become. Here, here's, I'll, I'll just throw in one more piece of one of our discussions. Dave, uh, it's very hard to even begin to describe Dave. Retired very early, not because of pension, because 
He wasn't working hard enough in the civil servant, could have retired on a nice indexed pension civil servant job in the federal government or the Department of National Defense, just walked away, said, my God, I'll die in an office. And instead, you know, has this house that he built out on what was farmland out in Russell and, and tends his one-acre property just full of trees that he had hand-planted and just has any number of projects and the social work that he does that I just mentioned. Uh, and he's been retired basically all his life. Uh, and um, But continues to read and study and learn. And, and it's just a wealth of knowledge and information and compassion. So... Interesting guy. Now, where was I going with this? Talking about Cousin Dave. Dang. We did that. Ah, the conversation. Dave has traveled a lot. So he he was, uh, you know, he goes to Cuba, used to go twice a year to Cuba, just on these crazy, you know, $400, $300 all-inclusive trips. He would just get on a plane outside of Mirabel, maybe, and fly off to Cuba and is encouraging me to do it. And I've always wanted to, but just, mm, yeah, it, it hasn't happened yet. But recently he's done several trips to Europe and he'll go for, get a, his son is, was involved in travel and uh, knows the deals and will say, hey, here's a flight to, to Europe. And Dave will go on his own and just travel off to France and tour the wine region and, and, uh, Visit the uh, the big what is it the CERN you know neutron spinner whatever it is in Switzerland and uh, just not vacationing to sit in the sun which he does in Cuba but to to travel and learn and you know he's got enough French in his background um, but another one of the trips was off to to India with his son and continues to make these and his travel when his son was young he traveled with his mother they've done cruises he's just he's just a world traveler as well as all these other things um and i was sort of saying coming to terms with the fact that well i number one i don't have the money that he does david's retired has had owned property and just saves lives frugally doesn't buy anything lives in very frugal manner so can afford to make these journeys. Uh, and I was trying to explain how my road trek now is my travel. The thing that I'm sitting in right now is there was a huge investment here. And if I was to sell this, I could make quite a few trips, but that's not the choice. And the idea that my walking is limited, traveling would not be easy uh, the way it, it was when I did it when I was younger. So i trying to explain how I've had to adjust to a new future for me, which will, as much as I'm envious of the trips Dave takes, and as much as um, I've always wanted to go to India, um, I'm accepting that, no, I can't, and, and that I there's another future ahead of me, and this future involves traveling through North America. I've got other trips to make yet. You know, if I if I have the courage, if I feel well enough to eventually cross that border into the USA and visit some of the fantastic places that are there. Part of me now is a little hesitant, and that's why I think I maybe I need that challenge to push myself. But that is that is the future for me, is, is traveling in this road trek. It is not heading off to Europe, heading off to 
Southeast Asia and visiting Harold in Thailand. That's no, that's a closed chapter. And it's, 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 people get older and say, oh, well, too late for these things. And and I, I don't want it to appear that way that I'm just old and shutting down. I don't want to think in those terms. But I'm thinking if it's it's readjusting the the picture of the future. What is practical? What makes sense? What can you still do and enjoy with a, a certain degree of comfort? And I've certainly proved on any of these short camping trips. Yeah, this is what I like to do. I love. I'm sitting in it right now. I love this. What a comfortable, wonderful way. Your fridge, your bed, your toilet, your comfortable seats, the music. <coughs> so. I thought there was a, a, I thought I had a real focus to that point. And I guess part of this podcast, of course, is it's meant to be self-reflection. And it's meant to be Ken telling Ken what's ahead in some ways. What's behind you is the easy part. I do a lot of that. But also what's ahead? Where are you going? What are you, what are your limits? What are your possibilities? And the possibilities is I've got to once, you know, where COVID is less of a threat and I'll be less uh, uneasy about crossing that border in the United States unless it breaks out in a fucking civil war, which, ooh, let's not go there just yet, folks. But, oh, my God. Uh, Surely I should be able to reach California in this van. Surely that should be a goal, a dream. Go through Colorado, through Nevada, through various places, up the coast, through Oregon, Washington, up to Vancouver. Surely that should be my dream. It just makes me nervous even sharing that with you in case I don't. It's like people saying, yeah, when I grow up, I want to do this. And then come into the realization, yeah, I'm not going to be a cowboy after all. Uh, anyway, I, that's a good point to end on. Um, gosh, I should put this out before my wife gets back uh, tomorrow too. Maybe once the chores are done. Anyway, I'm feeling a little better. I, I think this talk to you, my dear listener, has helped. Uh, you know, those of you who are still awake, uh, because I know I put on podcast for nap time, and uh, I can sleep right through quite comfortably and wake up at the end. And uh, maybe some of you, I know that was, I used to, Anthony Marco used to use me to, uh, to put himself to sleep. Uh, anyway, that's it. Gosh, it's dark. I don't know. Should I have a toke? Uh, you don't really need to. It, you're just, you're comfortable at home. Go in, put on the TV, have something to eat. Maybe crack open a beer. You got lots of them. Just relax and enjoy. Hanging out at home doing nothing. Yeah. Sounds good. Scarborough Dude, signing off from Sal. Stay tuned for further dull adventures. Bye for now.